that smile, that joy, that little beam of light that goes off in their eyes just lets us know that we're doing something right. I'm Doug Deloney. On this edition of The Next Stop, Metro Police help keep our transit system moving securely and they help those in need. The Next Stop. The Next Stop. The Next Stop. Metro's podcast. Today on The Next Stop, we welcome members of Metro Police Department's care team, which was formed just a few months ago. Officer Franklin, along with Community Intervention Specialist Mariah Ojo, welcome to the podcast. Mariah, I want to start with you. The care team or care unit, C-A-R-E, what does that stand for? So care stands for crisis assessment, response and engagement. And Officer Franklin, in short, how would you describe what the care team does? The short answer is we're a homeless outreach team that can help you from anything as simple as obtaining an ID all the way up to potentially getting housing. So anything in the middle, including those things. Um, for me, I come from um, the background of behavioral mental health. So I've worked in quite a few different places. I've worked with um, women with eating disorders, uh, suicidal uh, ideation, homicidal ideation. I've worked in behavioral hospitals. So, uh, you know, doing treatment plans, assessments, things of that nature, kind of a clinical um, standpoint. But I mean, I'm flexible, so I'm enjoying the role that I'm in now. I am the clinician. Typically, we build partnerships outside of Metro for the population that we encounter as we do our patrols. So anywhere from um, getting people clothing, getting people shelter, getting them a meal. We try to uh, introduce ourselves to different agencies, find out the work that they're doing so that as we encounter people, we send them to the right places. So um, we're driving around constantly making these different connections with the different agencies and with the transient population of Houston as whole as well. Let's talk about these patrols. And really, I want to talk about uh, Metro overall real quick. Um, this transit agency covers a very large area, about 1,300 square miles. We hear about Metro so much that some people forget or may not even realize that we actually serve multiple cities throughout our region. And being a police force for an agency with such a large area, area presents very unique challenges and opportunities, in particular a police force for a transit agency. And that's part of the reason that we have Metro Police. Other than patrols, Mariah, how do you find out about someone who may be in need of help? Because um, Houston is quite large. I do think that the operators see a lot more than we can see, just the two of us. So um, we we oftentimes speak with them. Hey, if you find someone, reach out to us. Let us know the location so that we make make contact with them. Typically in the morning, we come in, we may um, have a call waiting for us through dispatch. So we'll go head out and, um, you know, try to assess the situation if the individual was Uh, maybe slept on the street that night before. Um, So they may need breakfast. They may need a shower. They may need clothing. So we would then um, talk amongst ourselves, figure out 
where in the city we are and where we could direct them. Sometimes we give them uh, courtesy transport to the location and, you know, just making sure that their basic needs are met. And earlier you spoke about making connections with agencies and other community partners who can help. Tell us a bit more about that and how important these partnerships are for the care team. We have good partnerships with uh, Hope Haven on the north North side. side, We have a good partnership with um, Sunrise on the south, northeast northeast side. And um, we typically um, call Salvation Army maybe like once a week. We typically visit search about once a week. I mean, those partnerships are very vital to the work that we're doing because we definitely want to make sure that the population, are they're getting the services that they need. Um, Metro does partner with Harris County Jail Diversion Program. And this Jail Diversion Program will help these individuals out obtain an ID, assign them case management, help them with their um, health assessment. So they're seeing doctors, they're getting clothing, they're getting fed to the point to eventually they're released back into society with IDs, medication, jobs, and eventually housing. And that program is, is it's growing and it's been a great resource for the both of us and throughout all agencies within Houston Harris County. Okay. Um, so it's not just accessible to us, it's accessible to other police agencies as well. And certainly there is a need for mental health care throughout our community. But Officer Franklin, you were telling me that we can't always jump to conclusions uh, when we see someone who may be in distress or in need. I was just speaking to my partner, I think, earlier this week. And it's quite unfortunate that we label everything as a mental health issue. I was telling him, like, you know, perhaps if I was living on the street in Houston and it's 105 degrees and I'm actually sleeping on the ground and here I come, hey, can I help you? What can I do for you? I may be disoriented. I may be dehydrated and I may not be able to gather my thoughts correctly in that moment. Is that a symptom of mental illness? Maybe, maybe not. But, you know, I try my best not to label everybody, you know, depending on what they're telling me. There's still people. A a lot of the the public will step over them or not treat them as if that's that's an adult. That's still someone's father. That's someone's brother, cousin. It could be one of us. Circumstances could change any given day. And when we approach and speak to certain people, they're a little hesitant, but after a minute or two, and they hear the sincerity in our voices, and that we're standing out there in the sun with them, that light bulb goes off for them. They do care. They're really out here. And a lot of them just thank us. Just thank you for talking. And we're trying to help them and get, okay, you need an ID, you need housing. But then we just start just sharing other stories with us because they just want someone to talk to. So, yes, everything is not mental health. And the misconception is just, you know, there's still people mm-hmm. knowing that I could be one paycheck away from that person. We don't know why that person's on the street. We don't know what circumstance occurred in their life that, uh, that allowed this to happen. So what keeps me going is knowing that that is someone's family member. They may not even know that that person is living like this. And we've encountered that. There's people from out of state that comes here and now they're homeless. 
Okay, well, where's your family at? Louisiana. Did they know you here? No. Did they know you're homeless? No. Can I reach out to them? Uh, sure. And we make that phone call. So, like you say, it's the, it's the humanity side that, that picks up. It's knowing that that's someone's cousin. That's someone's relative. I don't want them. We tell them all the time. We don't want you on the street. We want to see you doing better. Do you want that for yourself? And then, and then you start to see them thinking, yeah, I, I do want better. And that smile, that joy, that little beam of light that goes off in their eyes just lets us know that we're doing something right. And from the writer perspective, what should someone do if they see someone who needs help or they think might need some help? There's call boxes on every platform. There's call boxes at every transit center and parking ride. So the public just needs to know that it's not only just for emergency 911 purchases, emergency calls. If you are homeless and you're looking for shelter, there's things that, that can be done. Call that, push that button. That button will get routed to our dispatch within getting routed to us. Uh, I'm 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I've received calls at 2 a.m. We are all in like a human experience. I'm no better or you know, than anyone that we encounter, as he said, you know, if I lose my job today, then what am I going to do? So I try to keep that in mind and always just remain humble. Um, whatever circumstance that brought them to the place that we encountered them, we just try to do what we can to be that bridge for them, to get them back on whichever path that they're looking to be on. There's no judgment. Everything that we're offering is voluntary. We're not forcing you to make any type of decisions. You're not ready to work on anything today? No problem. When do you want us to come back? And we go back. I know the care team is new, but you both are already making a big impact. Is there a particular moment that stands out so far? Um, we were actually notified by one of our fair inspectors. They've encountered this mother, actually, of course, like a few days. Just observing, see what's going on. She was doing it for, her, for a safe haven. Um, she knew there was always going to be somewhat of Metro officials on the bus. And one of our um, fair inspectors actually spoke to her, catch her come and said, hey, how are you doing? Oh, I've been seeing you, this and that. And come to notice that the mother moved from New York and hopes for a better life to, down in Houston, but hit hard times. That fair inspector notified a sergeant that sergeant contacted us. Um, so Miss Mariah, she, she jumped right in, gathering the details from the fair inspector as well as the, the mother. Once we got... Uh, key information from her, like, who are you? Why did you come down here? That's when the process really started to work. Um, because of the hard work that Ms. Ojo has put in, we were actually able to get that mother and child housed that same day. So we was able to get them into an emergency shelter. From that emergency shelter, we're still working in the background. Okay, what is your end goal? Um, it came up that she was like, you know what? I want to go back to New York. That's where my family is. Um, I tried to come down here to be independent. It just didn't work out well for us. Um, so we were like, okay. We was able to actually contact her mother. Her mother was looking for her. She's like, we have her right here. And the mother started to do a little praise dance, very excited um, about the news that she was safe and sound. We're still working. Okay, how are we going to get her back to New York? Um, because she was homeless. Uh, she didn't have any type of funds. So with our partnership, Ms. Ojo and I, we 
making connections. Uh, we came across a pastor, Mr. Joe Williams. Um, he, he's the local pastor here in Houston. And with his partnership, we were able to purchase a ticket for the mother and her child. We gathered uh, snacks for her that was donated and we were able to to get that family back to new york the son was 10 years old i think the reason why we acted so swiftly on her behalf is because we saw like the circumstances she came here looking for work it didn't work out and she just really you know she didn't have any options and you know both of us you know our hearts went out to her and so um she was very sincere she was very open with us and so like we told her hey we will find something for you that's wonderful and i'm sure that we'll continue to hear about these touching stories coming not just from the care team but metro pd overall as we wrap up this conversation i do want to bring in real quick metro pd's lieutenant buchanan Uh, thanks for joining us can you give us a little background on how the care team was formed So uh, this process began as a collaborative vision uh, between our CEO, Tom Lambert, and our chief, Vera Bumpers. Even though we have had an officer assigned to the HPD homeless outreach team for several years, uh, we understand that a lot of homeless individuals will gravitate towards transportation, transit systems. So uh, they and we felt the need to specifically address this issue for ourselves, to create our own team, to target uh, transit assets and areas specifically. Uh, When we're assigned to the HPD hot team, we're basically doing whatever they do. But this team, the care team, is metrocentric. And you would agree that is successful so far, right? Officer Franklin, Ms. Ojo, they have exceeded expectations. Uh, we really didn't expect to be as far as we are right now. Uh, they have fostered relationships with uh, several entities who work with homeless population, and they strengthen the relationships that we've had with our current partners, uh, including HPD and uh, Harris County. So, yes, we, we are making a difference. It, it's not just a perception. It's actually a reality. I can anticipate uh, further expansion. We know that we're accountable to the ridership uh, as a stakeholder. If you see homeless on the train and you just care about that individual, let us know. So as long as we know, then we can do something about it. That's great. Thank you again for joining us here on The Next Stop. And before we go, I want to introduce our listeners to Metro Police Officer Brian McDonough as well. Officer McDonough and some of his colleagues were recently recognized at the October Metro board meeting, they stepped up to help a young man in need. Take a listen to this story. I was uh, coming in at the end of the shift for the last hour, and uh, he met me at the door. He was crying. Uh, He asked me if I spoke Spanish. He had $10 in his pocket, and he needed help to get reunited with his sister. He came over from Venezuela. He showed us paperwork from um, immigration that he was processed through. They gave him a bus ticket to Houston, and here, here he was. I actually called my wife on the way home. She said, you've done it before, do it again. So I posted something up on my uh, personal Facebook page. I was able to get him a bus ticket to New York City to be reunited to his family. One of the other officers, um, Juliana uh, Moreno, she, out of her own pocket, got him a cell phone, two pairs of shorts, socks, underwear, 
and just stuff that he needed for the trip. Definitely a team effort. A lot of the officers on my shift, uh, Noe Gonzalez, uh, Brendan Hernandez, Alex Carvajalas. Uh, to this day, I still, I talk to him to this day on my phone and every time he texts me, I gotta send it to the translation app. He tells me every day that he's blessed that he, he met me and the other officers that helped him. Um, he even gave me a charm off his necklace. When he handed it to me, he told me in Spanish, don't forget me. He is, he, he will be a, a lifelong friend. I believe that. And if you want to see the video that goes with this story, check out Metro's official YouTube channel. That wraps it up for this edition. Thank you to you, the listener, and all of our Metro writers out there. I'm Doug Deloney. If you'd like to check out more episodes of The Next Stop and subscribe, you can find all the links you need on RideMetro.org. As always, drive less and do more with Houston Metro. Houston Metro.